What is up, guys? It's Alex Johnson here, the founder and lead analyst at YardsForFantasy.com. Welcome into the 131st episode of the Feed Me Fantasy podcast. Let's eat. So the Green Bay Packers have to be the weirdest franchise in the NFL. Am I right? Like, what is going on? We know. Everybody in the world knew. The Packers need wide receivers. And there are several wide receivers that are absolutely available. It's not a secret that they were available at the trade deadline. Chase Claypool, Jerry Judy, Brandon Cooks. I mean, hell, even the Patriots with with Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar, those guys would have been upgrades over what the Packers have. And yet, the Packers, the trade deadline day, they just... Sitting on the hands, you know, twiddling their thumbs. Nothing, nothing, nothing. The Bears know. The Bears, even the even the most incompetent franchise in the NFL, the Chicago Bears, they know, they know that they need to give their young quarterback, their young ascending quarterback, a weapon in the passing game. Even they made a move. And yet the Packers, the Packers just sitting here with their Hall of Fame quarterback who, Father Time, the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking on Father Time for Aaron Rodgers. And they just sit there and they stick him with Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, Sammy freaking Watkins. What are you doing? And the funny thing is, I don't even think that the Packers front office is necessarily like a bunch of goons. They're not a bunch of morons. I think they know what they're doing to a degree. To a degree. They just choose not to do it. They just choose not to do it. We have these franchises, you know, like the Bears, where the front office is just a bunch of knuckleheads. The Packers have at least a little bit of a brain, and yet they just they just refuse to use it. That's what makes them so freaking weird. That's what makes them so frustrating. Because, yeah, we can laugh at the bad franchises. Yeah, yeah, we know they suck. We know they're a bunch of morons. That's what we expect. But then the Packers, they just sit here and do absolutely nothing. Nothing. Wasting away Aaron Rodgers. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. Why? What's the point? What is the point? What's the point of doing it all? Why? 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 Why even have a franchise? Why even? Why? Why? That's my question. Why? I don't understand it. I don't understand it. But that's my rant for the day. The Packers are the weirdest fucking franchise in the NFL. But today, like usual, we're here not to talk about the Packers. We're here to talk about ads, drops, buys, and sells for week nine. And we'll also take some questions at the end of the show. So stick around if you're on YouTube and TikTok. I'll answer some questions at the end of the show. But before we get too far into things, let me remind you to get on Underdog Fantasy and start to draft weekly teams. Yes, you can draft a new team, a brand new team. 
brand new team every single week on underdog fantasy. Your your regular teams, they suck. You have a bunch of buys this week. Your team, you know, you're kind of depressed about your team, your lineup this week. It's week nine, six teams on a buy. Go to underdog. It's basically DFS in snake draft form. Or you can play their pickums where you take the overs or unders on player props for your favorite players. When you sign up on underdog, use promo code yards per to get a $100 deposit match. Go to underdogfantasy.com, download the underdog underdog fantasy app, use that promo code yards per. And you can also use that same promo code yards per to get a 125% deposit bonus on BetUS if you're into sports betting. Just sign up, use promo code yards per, get your free money, start betting, easy as that. Let's get to the show. We're going to start with a sell today. And that's Kyle Pitts. We've been waiting for Kyle Pitts to do something, anything, anything, Kyle Pitts. Come on. And it finally happened in week eight when he caught five of his nine targets for 80 yards and a touchdown. While the target share numbers have been good all season, the lack of passing volume in the Atlanta offense has been what's holding Pitts down. Against the Panthers, though, Marcus Mariota, he passed a whole 28 times. His highest total since week one. And just this fourth time, just the fourth time that he went over 20 attempts on the season. That is disgusting. It's 2022. And teams are still passing less than 20 times a game. It's insane. But as good as Pitts is, he can not reliably put up these types of performances in an offense that suppresses its quarterback to the degree that the Falcons do. So if anyone in your league is a pit stand or they believe that this could be the beginning of a turnaround, I really recommend that you cash out. Now let's go to the waiver wire. A couple of players I want to talk about for the waiver wire. The first is Jalen Warren. Najee Harris isn't right. He just isn't right. Whether it's the foot or what I'm worried about is he just might be this generation's Trent Richardson. Either way, something something is off with Najee Harris. Meanwhile, Jalen Warren, the undrafted rookie, he continues to outproduce Najee Harris on fewer touches. And it happened again in week eight when, when Warren ran for 50 yards on six carries while Najee Harris barely topped 30 yards on eight attempts. If this keeps up, Jalen Warren's role will continue to grow. And there may come a point where the Steelers decide to rest Najee Harris altogether. Now, however it may happen, Jalen Warren needs to be added and stashed in all leagues. He would be a weekly starter if he ever either leapfrogs Harris or they decide to sit Harris or the foot flares up again. You gotta roster Jalen Warren. So sticking to the waiver wire, I want you to also add Terrace Marshall. I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm saying it. I want you to add Terrace Marshall. 
we have to acknowledge what has been happening with Terrace Marshall. His snaps, his routes, his target shares, they've all been rising over the last four weeks. And it all came together in week eight when he had a 92% snap share, 25% target share, and a 95% route participation rate. And the results were four receptions for 87 yards. And he nearly, he was this close, this close to scoring a touchdown. With Robbie Anderson shipped to Arizona and P.J. Walker installed as the Panthers starting quarterback for the rest of the season, the path has been paved for Terrace Marshall to break out. It's happening, people. It's happening. It's happening. We wrote him off. But here we are. It's happening. So back to the trade market. I want you to sell. I'm doing another sell. Don't worry. We'll get to some buys. Don't you worry. But this one, I want you to sell David Montgomery. The Bears, they finally, finally be realizing what everybody else in the universe has known for a freaking year. That Khalil Herbert is their best running back. Herbert has been getting more opportunities in recent weeks. And in fact, he's had double-digit carries in each of the last two games. On both occasions, he outproduced or equaled David Montgomery's production on fewer touches. It's the same thing we said about Jalen Warren. And if this continues, David Montgomery is going to be increasingly touchdown dependent in an offense that is hard to trust already for points. And when they are running it in, it's oftentimes Jalen, no, Justin Fields calling his own number. So he's taken away some of the touchdowns anyway. So I am absolutely selling David Montgomery if I can. It might be too late. We talked about Montgomery as a, as a sell like week two. Week three, we, early in the season, we were talking about David Montgomery as a sell. I got laughed at. And here we are. It might be too late. If I can get some value for David Montgomery, if I'm if he's still hanging on any of my rosters, I am selling right now. Another guy that I am selling is Deontay Foreman. Now I know, I know, Deontay Foreman just had the performance of his life in Week Eight, and I'm not one of those to just snap and say, "Oh, a guy has a great performance, sell, sell, sell." No, 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 no. There's more to it than that. There's more to it. I know he ran for 118 yards. He had three touchdowns. That's beautiful. 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 But that was against a bad Falcons defense and while operating without Chuba Hubbard. That's big. That's the key to this. Chuba Hubbard, he started and led the way in week seven before his ankle injury. And we can expect Hubbard will have a sizable role when he returns and will be the primary option in passing situations. And plus, this is still, let's not forget, this is still the Panthers' offense. It's still the Panthers. I know they're better with P.J. Walker at quarterback. It's still P.J. Walker, okay? Let's not, let's not get too crazy here. We can't expect 34 points from this team every week. So I'm selling high on Deontay Foreman before he crashes back down to earth. All right. We did ads, we did some sells, but who are we buying? 
that's the fun stuff. Who are we buying in week nine? I have a few buys for you. The first one is DJ Moore sticking with the Panthers. Sticking with the Panthers or going the other way. DJ Moore is back. Breaking news. DJ Moore is back. Apparently, all it took was PJ Walker to unlock him. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that our hero would be PJ Walker? DJ Moore was the target on 10, which was 45% of Walker's attempts in week seven. And then he followed that up with another with another 11 targets and a 31% target share in week eight. Moore took advantage to combine for 13 receptions for 221 yards and two touchdowns over those two weeks. The crazy thing is that's after combining, combining for 174 yards in the first six, six weeks, six weeks with Baker Mayfield, 174 yards, two games, two games with PJ Walker, 221 and two touchdowns and more than half the receptions that he had in those six games. Walker should absolutely continue to lock in on his top target, which makes DJ Moore an excellent buy at wide receiver, even if you're buying high in week nine. Another wide receiver I want you to buy this week, and it might be easier to buy him right now. This is the best, absolute best time to buy him because he's on a bye week. Don Peoples-Jones. He's on a bye, one of those six teams that's on a bye in week nine. And I've been talking about Donovan Peoples-Jones for weeks in the weekly fab guidance article that I do on the Yards Per Fantasy Patreon. That's a big, big, big reason to get on Patreon because, yeah, I talk about a lot of my guys for free on this show or I make TikTok videos or YouTube videos or write articles. But some of it, like Donovan Peoples-Jones, has been stored away on Patreon in that fab guidance article that I do every single week. So the patrons, our yard patrons, they all have Donovan Peoples-Jones. They know. They know what's going on. They know what's going on. They're up to date. But Donovan Peoples-Jones, he has topped 70 yards in four of the last five games. He's getting the air yards, and the targets have been mostly consistent as well. While he's been a fine wide receiver for flex play for you, the real reason, the real reason we've been stashing him and now actively trying to buy him or pick him up if he's still available on waivers is the nearing return of Deshaun Watson. Watson is going to turn up the notch on what is an already good Cleveland offense. He's going to open up more explosive plays and scoring opportunities. That's going to be particularly good for Donovan Peoples-Jones, could be the Will Fuller of the Browns offense. He could have weak winning performances during the fantasy playoffs. His price is only going to keep rising, so go get Donovan Peoples-Jones right now. All right, so we talk about some ads talks about some buys and sells, but for adding players off the waiver wire, there have to be players naturally that were dropped. Right? So one of the players, it's okay to drop. I'm giving you permission to drop is Paris. Kim. I probably don't need to tell you that. 
But Paris Campbell, you have full permission to drop him. He had those few good weeks. But it's over. Time is over. And I talked about the impact of Indianapolis's quarterback change on last week's Dead Zone show, which I do Saturday nights, usually around 9 o'clock Eastern time, maybe a little bit later. We do it for about an hour or so, mainly just answering your questions. And I talked about Paris Campbell. During that discussion, I talked about why I was particularly concerned about two players, not just Paris Campbell, but also Naheem Hines. Now, obviously, Hines has been shipped off, so we don't have to worry about him anymore. But the reasons that I was concerned, one, pass volume. With an inexperienced rookie quarterback who didn't come into the league as a prolific college passer, the Colts were likely to lean on the running game more and less on the arm of the quarterback. While Matt Ryan was dropping back 40, 50, 60 times a game, Ellinger was more likely to see the Marcus Mariota, Justin Fields treatment. Campbell was getting a lot of his production on volume. That's where he was having those those fantasy-relevant weeks was because of the volume. And secondly, I was concerned that the more mobile Ellinger would be more apt to take off and run when he got in trouble rather than throw it underneath to a Campbell or a Hines like a Matt Ryan would. And as it turns out, in week eight, both concerns came to fruition in his first start. He only attempted 23 passes, only attempted 23 passes, and he ran six times. That's that's completely different from what we were getting with Matt Ryan. But it's exactly what we expected. And as a result, Paris Campbell and Naheem Hines were each limited to two receptions. I have a hard time seeing any way that Paris Campbell cracks your lineup for as long as Sam Ellinger is at quarterback. And that makes him safe to drop. Let's do one more buy. Then we'll get a couple more waiver wire claims before we get to your questions. The last buy that we're going to talk about is Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz got through week eight healthy and he appears to be in the clear after battling that nagging knee injury early in the season. He has Dak Prescott back, which will only help things. With the Cowboys failing to secure a wide receiver at the trade deadline, it's going to remain the CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz show as the top two options in the passing game. Schultz has been a consistent option when Prescott is in the lineup over the last two seasons, and then that has picked up and continued here in in 2022 as well at a position that is so hard to find reliable weekly starters in fantasy football. Dalton Schultz is a priority trade target here in week nine. All right. A couple more waiver wire claims and then we'll get to your questions. So another ad, another ad is Isaiah likely. Isaiah likely he played really well in Mark Andrews' absence in week eight. And that's after he flashed a little bit in training camp and preseason as well. And it sounds like the shoulder injury isn't too serious and won't keep Andrews sidelined for too long. Still, likely is a priority add in case Andrews sits in week nine and you can stream him. And then what makes him a real priority is on top of that, 
Isaiah likely could emerge as a usable option, even with Andrews on the field, considering the team's current wide receiver landscape. Their wide receiver one right now, Devin DuVernay, Demarcus Robinson, James Prochet. We don't, it sounds like Rashad Bateman's going to be out for a while. He re-aggravated that foot injury. He's going to be out for a while. Why not move Andrews and likely around the formation, one of them in line at tight end, others split out in the slot. Use likely, use Andrews as wide receivers. One's playing tight end, one's playing wide receiver. They're your two most most talented pass catchers at the moment for as long as Bateman's out. I think they're going to use likely more even when Andrews is back. All right, last guy to add off the waiver wire, then we'll get to your questions, is Dion Jackson. When both Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines were out in week five and week six, it was Dion Jackson who was targeted 14 times in those two games. And he caught all of his passes. That included a 10-target, 10-reception game against Jacksonville. With Hines shipped off to Buffalo, Jackson could emerge with a passing downs role in Indy. And then, and then on top of that, it comes out today that Jonathan Taylor just re-aggravated his ankle injury. He's out of practice today. We don't know what his status is in week nine and beyond. So Dion Jackson is, go get him right now. And of course, I do want to say one more thing about Dion Jackson. As I discussed with Paris Campbell, the Deion Jackson role that he had weeks five, week six, it's not it's not going to be the same. The role he's going to have now with Sam Ellinger at quarterback is not going to be quite as appealing as it would have been with Matt Ryan. Still, still, especially with the Jonathan Taylor news, he's worth an ad. 